everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're Welcome here. back. Yes, Angie here. Of course, join Mary's right here. Hi, everyone. You've been busy. I have. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't follow us on social media, of course, you're in our podcast. First, let me just tell you, we are excited to have Marla Wynn, super designer, international designer extraordinaire, coming through to plop herself on the couch. I cannot wait to hear her story. <laughs> I know. Cannot she's wait. so cute. She's cute. But, but like I was saying, you've been busy. Yeah. What have you been up to? I haven't caught up with you much. Well, I had my birthday, which was really exciting. What? Happy birthday (laughs) to... Here, here's a a little... I feel like I've been celebrating for like three months. As you should. (laughs) As you should. From married to wedding. How was your birthday? It was awesome. Yeah, it was really great. Anything special or was low key? Um, I got spoiled. Really spoiled. Yeah. My sisters hooked me up. Mm -hmm. Um with some awesome HSN finds. Ooh. Remember my Cora's I was telling you about? Yes. That serum I brought in last week? Yeah, the one that was empty that yep, you didn't share? rose mm-hmm. oil. Mm-hmm. I got a new one. Okay, good. Because <laughs> you were struggling with that. I was struggling. She's like, str- you know, I so... St- I soaked. Banging it to try to get a little Every drop. Every last drip. Yeah. yeah. No, but I had a great... I had a really nice week. Good for yeah. you. What about you, Angie? Um, it was busy. My parents came in town. Uh-huh. So that my... You know, my mom, when she comes, she wants to go through my closet, go right. through everything extra that I have from yeah. HSN. I'm like, get off. She always takes my <laughs> Minoy from Carol's daughter. Oh, my God. Always. She has a hair serum. Yeah. That is dynamite. It is a fave. And my mom always jacks mine. But she, actually, she was just on and she had this awesome special. Mm-hmm. It's like an anniversary. It was a new kit, but okay. it was the Minoy shampoo conditioner. And she Ooh. had the oil. I haven't the tried sacred that. oil. Ooh. Oh, wait, any hair, mm. any texture. Curls Normally mine's hair. curly, but it's yeah. having struggles today. And I'm like, do it for what? Bad hair day. Yeah. Got headphones. So, but it's great. So oh, they came. Yeah, Manoy, Carol's daughter. Yeah. It's it's the bomb. So anyway, they were here. So a lot of eating out, a lot of shopping, yeah. hanging. Fun. You know, I have great pictures of them taking naps on the couch. Aww. I'll post them on our social media. My social media. <laughs> There's something like so, family time. I you know. know. It is really good. So did you have time to like kick back? What'd you find? What'd you, what, what, what was your life on HSN this week? Let's see. What else did I get? You know, my sister gifted me the Cora's Greek yogurt cleanser. Have you tried that? It's been years. It's been years Mm -hmm. since I've tried it. It's so good. It smells incredible. And you just, just coming back from the Mediterranean for your wedding. I'm sure you were like, oh, take me back. <laughs> for real. What is it like on your skin? I have, oh, it's okay. smooth. It's silky. Yeah. Does it have it those grains? Delicious. Remember those old school apricot yeah, apri- scrubs? Too, I think that's a little too um, exfoliated for me. Okay. Because like you have sensitive sil- skin. I do. Yeah. And it didn't bother you at all? No. Oh, all. nice. Yeah. Super nice. Did you get Super like silky. a whole gift back? Because a matter of fact. She hooked me up. I keep oh. this here. Here's a little secret. I keep this here because my feet. What is it? It's a guava mango from oh, Cora's. Is that also Cora's? Yeah. I love Cora's. Ooh, can I smell that? Yeah. Mm. Because, you know, here in Florida, I, I'll take a shower, mm, moisturize, and I use in-shower moisturizer yeah. and then I lather out. You go outside in five minutes, your feet look like you walked in powder. I know. So I just keep, it's kind of my secret table oh, back good. here. Yeah, it's. It's fabulous. I love that stuff. So, um, on air, um, what did I get into? What else did you tune into? Oh, okay. So one thing I did, I got to ask you about nurse Jamie. She had a TS. Okay. I am a little confused about this. So she has that, it was a sonic face Mm -hmm. massager thing, something. Mm -hmm. What is that about? Like I keep looking at the screen. I'm thinking nurse Jamie, you're adorable, but how does that work? Does it even work? I think so. Yeah, I actually, I had her roller, 
the roller. I saw that sink. one. Did it yeah. have little bumps, little bumps on, on it? On the bottom. Yeah. What is and that? And you know what? I use it morning and night. It stays super cold. I loved it. What? And then it came Does with it... a rose oil. Oh, it just plumps your skin. Okay. You know, is it like a little wrinkles. massage? It's a massage. Yeah. It gets rid of the lymphatic drainage. Oh, Lord. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> So we think draining on my uh, watch here. So no, it, it really does work. One. Oh yeah, I mean, I love so the I should have ordered. I should have ordered it. Mm-hmm. I kept watching all the presentations, and they have this like yeah. crazy looking mask on. I'm like, what is it doing? Is well, it- I saw the Sonic Face Massager. Yeah, and I'm really excited to give that one a try. Okay, so you ordered that one. I haven't yet. Oh, it's okay. on my list. Okay. It's on my long See, list. See, when it's <laughs> I know, I know, right? When you you know being at HSNR. Like for life, you see stuff, and I just click the little heart, yeah. and it like lives there. So I started to buy it. So okay, so you're saying I should try it? Absolutely, oh, yeah. Ner- anything okay. Nurse Jamie is always the best. Have you heard her celebrity friends, by the way? Oh, I know she knows it's everybody. Like, who's who? Who? Mm-hmm. She needs to be on somebody's reality show or like red carpet. Yeah, she Nurse is. Jamie, if you're listening, we need you on the, you know in the po- HSM podcast. We Come do. on in on a couch. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next time I'll get it or HSN, bring it back. Because I need it oh, yeah. as a TS. It's like a better deal, right? Oh, yeah. So that's what I saw. I was oh, going awesome. to do that. I didn't do it, but. I tuned into the TS with Juliana Rancic. Oh, I missed her. <gasps> so good. Missed it. She's what is she? Have? She's what one of my favorite. Okay, so what's on my list mm-hmm. for this winter, for holiday, is her new leather moto jacket. Have you really? seen it? Really? I have not. I always love her stuff. Mm. What does it look like? So is good. it nice? Because last year I got I think that she released a moto jacket last yeah, year. Yeah, like every year. It's like a staple that she always brings yeah, yeah, yeah. back, right? So it's real leather. Okay. Yay. At an incredible price. Nice. It's like 179 Okay. Love that. It comes in beautiful colors. I'm going to get the black just ha- to have a staple. You but, know? Oh, okay. And then she's got a pink, a white, Ooh, nice. a really pretty olive color. Ah. And you know what I love about this moto jacket that she does? Mm-hmm. She has this really comfortable lining, like on the... Oh, like an insert, right? Yeah. She's done that on other jackets too, which is nice. Yeah. And it's really comfortable. It's made to fit so that, you know, you don't want a boxy, uncomfortable jacket, you know? That's so bad. Like when you have leather and it doesn't move and you're like, I can't move. You feel like a robot and then you... So true. Yeah. So she's got this comfortable little liner that goes underneath your arm, just made to fit. Right. Super comfy. Cute. I got to look that one up. Mm -hmm. I definitely... And you said olive green? Olive green, which I... I noticed you're rocking all green today. Uh, okay. It's the color right? of the season. I love it. What are you wearing? Um, I have a Marlowin Layers oh. jacket, right? And then I also have these camos, these skinny girls. I love it. And I, I also love-, love to put it with like leopard sneakers. I've, I know I mentioned it a few weeks back. I have these great Steve Madden sneakers that I got from here that yes. are leopard. I just love the patterns, the fun. Green is it. Love the that. Pattern play yeah. is so good. And so cool. Vanessa love the bottom. Williams was in here the other day mentioning leopard. It's like her basic white tee, you know? See, that, she's a hot <laughs> girl anyway. Comfort zone, welcome. But look at the bottom of these pants. Oh. I love these because it's like the joggers. Yeah. So you can like pull them up, scrunch them down, throw heels. Ooh. Skinny girl, I'm, I'm really digging the skinny girl. I am too. Line and just, yeah, I'm actually cool. rocking her jacket, her jean jacket. Are you? Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know that because I got, like that there's no tags or anything. Yeah. That's cute. Is there a stretch? There's got a bit of a stretch. stretch. It's Mm -hmm. so good. And then you can just roll up the sleeves. I've got them rolled up today. Oh, that's cute. You look cozy. I am. Denim jacket is a must have. Like in my closet, you gotta have that. Gotta have that. All right, did you find anything else? Did you shop anymore? course I did. (laughs) (laughs) So for holiday, Mm -hmm. I was thinking of a good stocking stuffer for my family. Mm -hmm. You need this lip scrub. 
All right. I think I brought it here. Yay. Lip scrub. Okay. Now, what what is this for? Like, okay. normally I just use my toothbrush, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Oh. And when I'm brushing my teeth, I might go over my lips or something. But that's usually to get the lipstick off if it's a stain or something. Okay. I was turned on to this lip scrub by Blush Lips. Okay. It's so good for exfoliating. See. You know when you got chapped lips mm-hmm. and you really need to just exfoliate your skin, Ooh, get them nice and good. smooth. I can tell you use them. that. You I have, I know. <laughs> Already you halfway through. <laughs> That's a nice yeah. smell. And then it comes, well, separately, sold separately, is this exfoliating brush. It's got these fun little Oh, silicone. like little knobs. Oh, I don't want to touch yeah. it because it goes on your oh, lips. I brought so. you one. Yay, yeah. thank you. All right, gift for me. Thank yeah, you. for soft and smooth lips. And I feel like they're wow, so great cool. for just a stocking stuffer. Oh, wow. Before hmm. I apply my red lipstick for the holiday. Oh, that's your, that's, your, that's your go. Oh. You want to prep your lips before you apply your lipstick. And it goes on smooth and it'll stay and all that. Like it'll your skin, stay. I guess, right? Because, you know, there's nothing worse than like a red lipstick that stains and it's... What? Okay, what? I got to ask you. What is it about red lipstick? Because it always bleeds. Like no other color does that, yeah. Except red. Or may, is, is is it just me? It could be. I mean, it depends on what brand you're using. Oh, that, that I, I mean, my go-to is actually Lancome's. They they have they sell red lipstick here okay. at HSN. You need to check it out. It's incredible. I I will have to do that because I always have to line my lips and right. still like clean it up like all around so it doesn't get. It like, kind of takes an extra step just to get that dead skin off. All know? right. Well, I'm gonna try it here. Yeah. You can, and this is by Blush. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that smells really good. It smells yeah. like a fresh orange. It's just yeah. squeezing that jar. Mm. That's cute. So okay, good. so I got to ask you this. I was looking at HSN, and there was a TS nurse, mm-hmm. Jamie, who, by the way, has more oh. celebrity friends who's who. She needs a reality show. I think she's she adorable. But she's got this, uh, the TS today was a sonic, like, face massager thing. And, you yes. know, the models had, like, a mask on. And what does that, what is that? I I, I'm that. like, is this for real? Yeah, it looks really interesting. You know, I bought her roller uh-huh. from last year. Uh, I use it uh-huh. at least once a week, actually, in the morning and at night before I go to bed. It stays super cool. Mm-hmm. And you just simply, like, you just, just do you roll, roll up. it up. What is it? What do is it? Do? Is it it's lifting? lymphatic drainage. It's all Okay, the that's gross. I don't want that draining <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> lymphatic you know, you drain. Okay. Maybe you... I don't know, had a slice of pizza the night before and you wake up and your skin's a little puffy. Gotcha. Kind of get rid of all that puffiness, you know? So I should, well, it's too late to get it as a TS. So you're saying like, give but it I a try. Definitely get a, give it a try. Okay. I mean, I tried the roller. Okay. I loved it. I'm excited to to try out the Sonic face. Yeah, it looks massager. like a whole con- contraption. And it, yeah. I mean, it looks cool. Listen, I love like gloves or, or those moisturizing hand masks. And I love to do my feet. You're bringing on the lip game now. But I keep seeing everything, these rollers that you roll all over your face. And I'm yeah. like, somebody tell me, like, what is the deal? Does it work? Is it like, is it going to last two seconds? And then I have to, you know, what do you do? So I was yeah. just curious. I think it's anti-aging. Yeah. I feel like Nurse Jamie just knows her stuff. You know, She does. I want to go to her she, office. She's in I'm LA, right? That. Beverly she's in New York. York. New York? She's in New York. Oh, yeah. She's like, she's, she's got some, some besties that are like, <clears throat> ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All knows. right. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll look into it or something. All right. Cool beans. Oh, well, listen, I'm excited because we're moments away. I'm looking at my hand like there's a watch. There's no watch instinctively. Um, but it's almost time for Marla Wynn to come guess. in. She's such a hoot. I She's know. I, hilarious. Angie, you know Marla personally, right? Yes. 
So yes. I I have never met her before. I'm really excited to hear her story. Oh my goodness. You guys goodness. are good friends though. Okay, yeah. And her story is amazing. And I love, as you can see on air, she is the real deal. Like whatever she's feeling, she's going to say it. Right. Whether, it, you know, they have to beep her out or whatever. She's just honest. And she's she's got this way about her. You feel like you know her or you want to know her more. Right. Like you want her to be your neighbor. So we have this I story. So first of all, my mom loves her clothes, right? She's always like, do you see anything? What do you see? Anything new? When is she coming up? When is she going to be on air? I'm like, mom, relax. Like she, <laughs> she's already a shopaholic. She passed it on. But we've, got, we've had some moments together which are just off the Ooh. chain. So when you see her, we just kind of clicked, yeah. you know, uh, from my days at HSN as a show host. I remember I just came here and she was like, what are you doing here? Do I know you? And she just kind of <laughs> You feel like, and maybe she did see me doing some other projects, you mm -hmm. know, before here. And I'm telling you, we've clicked. She's awesome. She's funny. She's real. And she can be raw, too. So right. hopefully she'll oh. give us some. I'm sure she will. She she never changes. She never I'm changes. I'm excited to hear. Yeah. So Marla Wynn's coming up. Just stick around. The HSN podcast, Angie and Mary and Marla is joining the crew in the com comfort zone. Stay tuned. Yes. We were about to start talking about pedicures. Do you get pedicures? Oh my God. My yes. feet look like. Well, well, first of all, feet in and of themselves, not one of my top 10 favorite body parts. They're useful. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that they're there to hold me up, but they're kind of creepy. <laughs> and actually, I think that people who give pedicures should be some of the most highly paid people. Because <laughs> I have sat there and seen some really bad feet go into that water yeah. and I'm thinking, girl, you just keep smiling. You're so nice. I'd look at those feet and go, ooh, you don't have enough money to pay me to do that. No, 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 no. You know, like, don't you wonder? Like, I do. Really? But um, yes, I do get pedicures. Because one of the things that I've learned being on air, mm -hmm. like I'm not a big upkeep person. Like I'm a 15 minute face. This okay. is like, yeah. You know, like every time I go into the makeup room, they'll go, what would you like? And I said, whatever you can do in 15 minutes. And I'm like, I'm at, yes. because you know what? This is my face. Right. right. And should you happen to meet me in real life, I would like my TV face <laughs> and my actual face to, it's kind of like, I want you to know what you're waking up to. Mm. <laughs> I, I just want to look like myself. And, but my hands mm -hmm. and my feet. Right? Yeah. That those are biggies for me. And I do invest time in hair because I have about seven hairs on my head. And Girl, so they need yeah. to be very carefully because I like this weird color thing that I do. Yeah, you I do. I've been yeah. doing this for since I did this hair has been on my head since I did a spin-off of the Highlander called The Raven. And Elizabeth Grayson, uh -huh. who was famous for being one of the girls who got into trouble with Clinton, um, <laughs> you know, one of the girls. Um we decided we wanted her to have this really interesting look. So we did this white wig. Mm -hmm. And I would go into the makeup trailer, wardrobe trailer. I was always a bit girly about that stuff. And I and Elizabeth said to me once, you should put this on. You'd look good in this. And I said, no, I want, I'm yellow. Right. Yellow, it's not. So I put it on my head, loved it, called my hairdresser, left the set, went and bleached my hair. Jason was about, I don't Your know, son, two right? then. Yeah, my Jason, son Jason uh -huh. was about two years old. Yeah. And he was sleeping in my bed. We were in L.A., and so he was sleeping with me because the munchkin thing. And I don't think anything of the fact that I've gone from being a redhead with hair down to here to having spiky white hair and that my child might not recognize me. <laughs> oh, Jason woke up 
two years old, inconsolable where his mother was, and it went on for days. Oh my goodness! You bad for days, mom. right? I'm a bad mom. <laughs> What's your natural color? Oh, who can remember? It's the color of my roots. Okay. I actually have dark roots. I am the only person who really, really wants gray hair, and my hair. Nobody in my family goes gray. My mother's wow. my mother's going to be 85. The woman has salt and pepper, but more pepper than salt. Wow. That's interesting. I thought you were going to say a natural redhead because that way I'm just like, what? No. Can't imagine that. But I love your hair. It's eyebrow I color. I love it. That's my hair color. See that? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty. Gotcha. Marla, can you take us back, all the way back to Uh-oh. LA before you moved to Paris? Because I want to hear that story. Oh, that was in another century, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear how you got started. I want to hear your story. So, a long time ago in another century. <laughs> um, so how did it start? So I had always wanted to be in film and television. That was my dream. I wanted to be an actress or a comedian or I don't know what. I, I just wanted to be in front of the camera or be a talk show host. I mean, I just wanted, I loved, I loved sitting in theater and seeing how they could connect. And I wanted mm-hmm. that connection and probably the attention. I mean, it's just so much fun, right? right. And so I started out. I went to college like a good little girl and <laughs> and told my parents I was pre-law, which I had no intention of being, but unfortunately I got into law school and they wow. had some ex- expectations oh, that I would actually goodness. go. And instead I, I came up with this whole story and make a long story short, I put off law school indefinitely <laughs> and I studied at Second City. <clears throat> I would go to castings. I mean, I really, really wanted to be in theater and, and the fact of the matter was we once got a call from Gregory Mosier called my agent and said, you know, she's really interesting. She's really good at this, but mm-hmm. she's not pretty enough to be an ingenue and she's too exotic looking to be the girl next door. And in those days, <gasps> that was true. They wanted like a beautiful canvas face and an 18 inch waist. I right. had neither oh. of those. So I had to oh. kind of segue and find another career and I ended up finding my pathway, the next best thing, right? I, I started in advertising and eventually segued into television production on the other side of the camera. Mm, okay. okay, And I loved it. I mean, mm. it was a great run. And I did shows like La Femme Nikita, Highlander. I was executive on The Wonder Years. I mean, it was great, great stuff, which many of you are too young to remember. But I had a blast. And this was in L.A.? This was in L.A. Well, actually, no, I lie. In L.A., I worked at the studios. I actually moved to Paris to become really evolve into what I ultimately got to do. Highlander and La Femme Nikita were co-productions. By that time, I had moved to Paris. And I moved to Paris because I felt like in L.A., I don't know. I felt like I was going to be one of those really successful women with one too many cats living in a cottage cheese ceiling <laughs> apartment, you know, like, like yeah. I just, it wasn't happening for yeah. me there. I wasn't a pretty blonde and I wasn't like, and I had, you know, probably too much of an opinion and I wasn't, you know, the kind of guys I was dating. I mean, I was really more focused on dating than my career. I think <laughs> you were having fun. I was having fun, yeah. but but I was kind of one of the boys, not mm-hmm. dating the boys. Right. And every time I'd go to Europe, I'd have the best time, right? I got to be a girl. And I just had this passion to move to Europe, had met a guy, and, and basically I moved to Paris <clears throat> in the beginning for a guy. Uh-oh. Oh. It was, Uh-oh. As one does. It yes. was not a brilliant career move. Right. Or let's see, at least say it wasn't made because I thought it'd be a brilliant career mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. It ended up being the best thing I ever did. Because, okay, guy number one, gone. Right, he's out of here. Guy number two ended up being the father of my kids. 
Oh, hey, so that worked, my mind worked out yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we, we had, I mean, I love living in Europe. You know, it's a place where you really are free to be a woman and there's not a singular definition. You know how we sort of have a Barbie girl kind of a th- syndrome here? Yeah. In Europe, it's the opposite of that. In Europe, it's really about learning how to express your own individuality and being an individual, right? And being okay. interesting. And oh. actually what's on the inside counts as much as the outside. So it's, oh, that's nice. it was always wonderful. And it was a wonderful place to grow kids. And so I moved there as a TV executive. I was um, probably the highest ranking female American executive in Europe in the television industry. And I got there because I just didn't want to be in LA anymore. Found a job, yeah. picked up, moved to Europe, did not speak a word of French. Oh, man. Which wow. I, I, I mean, that's, I was... That's a hard language. Maybe. French. <laughs> we, we is about we, all I got. We, oh, I can tell you so many funny stories about me learning French. But anyway, I went there and I, I lived and worked in Paris for 20 years. I had my two wow. kids there. My Prince Charming got a little less charming over oh. the years. Mm. And I decided... You know, and my son spoke English like an incredibly charming caveman. He had this marvelous <laughs> French. Yes. He had this marvelous French accent, but he couldn't conjugate his way out of like his bedroom. Oh you know, everything God. was like conjugated as if it yeah. were in French, but in, it's English. But with but uh, the you know big the table big. Yeah. And the table big yeah. dinner. Can I, yeah. you know, and I was just like, Jay, yeah. dude, English. That's <laughs> right. Get it together. That's what my in laws say all the time. They're like, Mary, you sound like a cave woman. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what, but he, but it was charming because, you know, he had this little French boy accent. Yeah. So he was adorable. And my parents were getting older, and I thought, eh, it's maybe a good time to come back to the U.S. I couldn't have been more wrong. Mm, I got back to the U.S., and what happened? Let's see. So I was here a little bit, and then I came back under contract to ABC Touchstone and was working on co-productions and television series for them. Then came the writer's strike. Oh, Mm. yes. And, you know, I had been through the last writer's strike in the 80s, and I just knew that this one was going to last a long time. And listen, the entertainment industry is an industry that eats its young, let alone its menopausal. And I thought, I thought there is no, you know, after this strike, me finding another job is going to be like, I don't know, finding a natural blonde in Beverly Hills. Right. Said the the natural blonde in the corner. Right. Right. But, but I knew, I just, you knew something was different. Well, I was getting, you know, I used to take meetings with people who were older than me when I first moved to Hollywood. And these people, these old people in their like 40s Uh would come into my office and I'd think, oh, you know, Nick, go away. Yeah. I was now 50 and I thought, go away. Drop dead. I mean, you know, they they don't want, you know, like I just, Hollywood is is of the moment. Sure. Sure. (laughs) And I just, I just knew my time probably I wasn't going to get the kind of six and seven figure deals that I was used to. I wasn't going to have the life. Right. And I just thought, okay, we've got this writer's strike. Why don't I've always thought if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. I'd love a talk show or I'd love to design clothes. And wow. uh, frankly, on HSN, I got a little bit of both, right? You, sh- you yeah. do. Right? You really watching do. you on air is like watching stand up meets fashion designer meets TV show. Talk. It's all, all rolled one. up in one. And You're I, a production. So much, well, I just have so much fun up there, but that's yeah. the part of me that loves acting. But getting from, gee, I think I should start a clothing company to where I am mm-hmm. was um, not a pretty story. It was a very mm-hmm. difficult story. Um, because not only was there a, six-month writer strike, but the market crashed, as you may remember. Mm. And I was a single mom mm. uh, supporting two kids. 
And I had been through now, the strike started in October. The crash came, I think, in, what, like February, March of the following year. Mm. And the whole thing collapsed. So I had a lot of money in the stock market, like a lot of people. Right. I had a house I could afford. Oof. But not when my entire stock market portfolio went mm, to hell. Sure. There's no work. I'm living in Ugh. LA. There's a writer's strike. I know I'm not getting that. I mean, it was a nightmare. You're it like, was, what am I going to do? It was a financial tsunami. Wow. Well, I thought of many things. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them involved <laughs> pharmaceuticals. It was like, <laughs> what can I take to put me out of my misery? But you know, I had these two kids and I, yeah. I needed to do something. And I got this idea like, okay, I'm going to try this collection. I tried it. I got an investor, which was incredible mm. right up front. But when the real estate market crashed, he was heavily invested in real estate and pulled out. Ugh. So I will tell you openly, I left his offices with very little other than my purchase orders. And yeah. we had opened up HSN. I was in Nordstrom's and specialty stores across the country. And all I knew was somehow I have to deliver this because he wasn't going to do it. Right. And through a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, I found a manufacturer wow. in El Monte, California, which is like the opposite end of Calabas from Calabasas mm -hmm. where I was living. And I said to them, look, I'll take not one dime. Just, just because... Just make, make it, it. Just, but, but like right. really fast, like yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they were amazing. They run their fa they ran their factory day and night. Sometimes mm. I would go from Calabasas to El Monte and just be there to make sure things were going forward. And they did do it, but it wasn't sustainable. I mean, I'm sleeping yes. on you know the concrete floor in the factory on some right. nights, then zipping back to the kids and trying to act normal, which clearly I was out of my mind during that period. I mean, that my kids are amazing that <laughs> they survived it because I was holding so much together and not knowing where it was going in my you know, the house was worth nothing. My stocks were worth mm. nothing. And I had no income. But I was trying to build this little business. Right. And the magical thing that happened was the first time I came to HSN, so it's in the middle of all this nightmare, and I go on air, and I'm nervous as hell before I go on air. Right. I am. In, I have designed some things that I'm thinking, what were you thinking? Like, right. right. And my mom's with me, and I'm, like, teary-eyed before it's time to go on. I'm like, I'm going to make an ass of myself and all friend of all of America. What am I going to do? And somebody came to get me, and she goes, you're going to straighten up right now and oh, go out there hello. and sell. And I was like, okay, then. Probably yes. the best thing, right? Yes. Like, yep. just boom. So I do my thing, and I go out, and I sell whatever. And I come off, and there's a bunch of people off stage. Mm -hmm. And Lynn Ronan, who's yes. one of my manufacturers now, walks up to me, and she goes, she was here at at HSN at the time. She goes, I have good news, bad news for you. And I said, yeah, well, okay, uh -oh. just give me the bad news. Right. She said, we've had to cancel your next few shows. And I said, okay, oh. well then what could possibly be the good news? She said, you sold out. Ah! Oh I was like, oh. you know, game show contestants right. when they get really excited yes. and they start jumping up and down. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is exactly. Wow. So that was, I knew I was on to something. But the road between I know I'm on to something mm. and where we are today I mean, this business has grown so big. I mean, we are now in the U.S., we are in Canada, we are in England, we are in Japan, we are in Italy, we have hmm. to open up Germany. I mean, it, the business is big. You recently launched worldwide, right? Yeah. yeah. So That's we're talking awesome. about, a, um, if I have my notes right, $44 million global international business? Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and and next year we have some other growth planned that's really exciting. So, I mean, it's an amazing, but I will tell you along the road, it took a village to get mm -hmm. me through it. I would not be here if it weren't for the amazing people who were kind to me. I'll tell you a great story. Do I have time to yeah, tell you? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm coming to HSN and mm -hmm. I am now broke. Broke. And I didn't know you do my makeup, right? 
and I'm out of stuff because I was not wasting money on things like manicures and pedicures right. at that time, right? Right. And I went to this little makeup store that I always used to get makeup for, but I'd go in and I was one of those very privileged persons. I would just buy whatever I wanted. I didn't sure. ask how much it was or what it cost. So I go in and I say to the guy, hi, um, good to see you. Yeah, whatever. You know, how are you? <laughs> didn't want to tell him because right. um, I was terrible and scared. And I said, uh, do you have any makeup on sale? And he looked at me and he goes, you've been shopping in this store for quite some time. You have never even checked a price tag. Oh. And he said, what's going on with you? I just started to tell him away. I just burst into tears. And this man did the most amazing thing. I will always remember him for this. He took a bag and he said, you go through this store, you take anything and everything you want. Mm. Thank wow. you for being my customer all these oh, years. stop. That little gesture, yeah. that little gesture that that man did for me, mm. I can't tell you how the strange little things happen. I call it collateral beauty. And through my reinvention of going from being, you know, a TV producer to what I'm doing today, there were a lot of bumps in the road. I mean, I had to move to Canada and I say had to because I moved to Montreal and like it's Siberia. It's cold yes, up it's, there, right? Yeah. There's a difference from, from Los Cali, Angeles. For sure. yep. I had to sell my company early on to a Canadian company to keep it going, but okay. they weren't doing a good job. And HSN came to me and said, look, we think you could be great here. We think you could do well, but this isn't working. Mm. And we need you to find a new manufacturer and here's a list of people we'd like you to meet. Mm. And I'm like, oh boy. So again, I mean, I was still trying to recover from really literally being wiped out financially. So I, and I'm somebody who the studios, when you work at the studios, I mean, you fly on private planes. Ooh. Well, not so much now. I would go to the bus station and I would take the midnight bus from Georgia, from Montreal <laughs> to New York. Uh -huh. I'd get into Port Authority at about, I think it arrives around 6.37 in the morning. Mm -hmm. None of my manufacturer possible manufacturers opened until around 10. Wow. I would sit at a Starbucks, wait for it to open, go interview everybody, get back on that bus, go back to Montreal, because Sydney was wow. going to school there. And Jason had gone to spend a year in Holland with his dad. I never thought it would turn into a full, I, I thought it was one year while I got settled in Canada, right? because he was at a difficult age, but he fell in love with his friends. He was popular for the first time in his life. And he, and he could speak French there. He could speak mm. Dutch there. He could speak English there. It was very international. He felt at home and he wanted to stay. So that was really wow. tough. So I was commuting cool. to see him there. I had sit in Canada, um, but it was it was a very uh, difficult process to try and now take that business from Canada to the U.S. And that bus back and forth, back and forth was killing me. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. It was just sure. killing me. Yeah. And one day a friend whose couch I was surfing said, you look like Helen, you need to move to New York. Mm. And she was right. And so I did pick a manufacturer who I'm still with to this day. And... Um, but it was so tough in those days. My friends had to sign for my apartment because I didn't qualify to rent a studio apartment in New York. Wow. You have moved me, right? and I'm sure Mary, so much because I see your eyes getting a little red and it's so deep. And we see the fun part of you, but now we see the other icky bits of your, uh, These your actually, life. This is, you know what? I, I'm going to correct you on that. Icky bits are that. 
Right. Oh, These actually it. aren't the icky bits. These are the things that made me a better person. Mm. You know, I talked earlier about collateral beauty. Uh-huh. I had just moved to New York. You know this story. Yeah. And I got a call. I was preparing Thanksgiving. I was doing chicken. Remember, I made turkey pot pies because I figured it's like Thanksgiving in a dish. Because uh-huh. only mm-hmm. I would invite like 15 people to an apartment the size of this room <laughs> for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and um, I get a call that, you know, no mom wants to get. It's Jason. And we knew he wasn't feeling well. He'd gone through some tests and we'd gotten the word that he had stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma. So again, the kindness of strangers, I packed up my life. I got the daughter of a friend of mine to live in my apartment and take care of my, my four-legged children. And between Thanksgiving, by, by the first of December, I was living in Amsterdam. Again, amazing kindness of strangers. Somebody had heard about what we were going through, knew that I was flat broke and offered us, they had just bought an apartment to put on the rental market. And they gave us that apartment and said, this is yours. Until wow. you don't need it to be. Oh my goodness. This is yours until you don't need it to be. I have chills. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So Jay and I did seven months uh, uh, in chemotherapy. And I say we did it because when you watch your child be that sick, A, you're just wishing it could be yours, not his. But B, you can never cry. You can never let him know what you're feeling. You have to make every day the best day of the rest of his life because it could be. But now let's talk about collateral beauty. I have the most amazing son with my 25-year-old son who's waiting for me in New York as we speak. He's come to visit for his 25th birthday. So we had a happy ending. Um, So we're incredibly close. We're like two soldiers. You're not army buddies. Right. He had the front lines. I had his back. But I will also tell you, At that time of illness, I was my most creative. Mm. My business grew the most. I would tell you that my work saved me because my job was get him to chemo, have the post-chemo icky days, Mm -hmm. get him back on his feet, get him to school, Mm -hmm. and repeat. But on those days when his life was functioning, mine was falling apart because, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of the next cat in the next scan, the next chemo, the next, and he's just kind of going to school and living his life in with such dignity. Mm. But the collateral beauty came from our relationship. The collateral beauty came from understanding this life is precious and it can be taken from you and it can be taken from people you love like that. Yes. Right. So never leave a room angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try and watch your mouth. Mm. Try and handle the world gently, which I don't always do. I am guilty of letting things fall out of my mouth that should stay in there. And I'm guilty of being, you know, very focused and driven at times where I'm not thinking. I am a profoundly flawed human being, but I have had the benefit of enough difficulty that I am truly grateful for what I have. It has been a very humbling experience. It has made me a better person. And I do believe in every hardship, mm. there is collateral beauty. Yes. My son survived. So for me, I got a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But the business and his illness and the, the strike and starting over, all of this stuff mushed together in a 10-year period. Mm. And it was one hell of a bumpy ride. Yes. Now, standing back from it, <laughs> 
you know, Jason's now a healthy 25-year-old, although like most guys, his, his, the frontal lobe is still not closed. I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, my daughter's happily married. My business is great. I love what I do. I love designing. I, I mean, I have a beautiful life. If all of that icky bits, yeah. as you called it, but if all of that yeah. difficulty had not occurred, mm-hmm. I'd be somewhere. Sure. But this is a very good place. Same. I would have given up everything for Jason to have never gone through that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I would say that I wouldn't have changed a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I miss my money, but you know, you make, you earn it back. Exactly. It was so nice to be able to give my kids whatever they want and take this and do this and do that. But I have to say thanks to HSN and thanks to the success I've had. I've, I've started to rebuild that life. I mean, Mm -hmm. this happened to me at 50. That was a lifetime of savings. Right. So, so I've been able to bit by bit start to rebuild. And if I never had more than I have today, I have to tell you, it's a wonderful life. Wow, what lessons, what wisdom and maturity, yeah. you know. Oh, you've hung with me. You know that's I, not true. I know. And I, I, <laughs> no, because I know things fly out of your mouth now. And I love that part of you. I mean, we put mustaches on our face and laughed oh and God. drank and, and, and we it's got, just. We got, okay, let's be honest. We didn't drink. We were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday, our little church-going friend over here <laughs> comes from church, right, and meets me at the Benoit, and there were a bunch of other people we knew there. Yes. I don't know what possessed us, but we started with champagne, and we had a TS the next day. We did. <laughs> and Angie and I are sitting there, and Angie has an eyelash. Because I wear lashes. Okay. So, okay. so yes. Yeah. So, oh, did I just let that one? No, out? no, no. I so, always say so, it. So, so Angie's got this lash, and it's hanging here, but she's so drunk <laughs> that oh, she doesn't. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry. She's not noticing it, and I'm watching Angie talk to me as this thing is going, and it finally like lands here, like like some sort of a fly. <laughs> And I am laughing so hard. I can't stand up because I oh will my wet myself. There's no question at this point. Did you point. tell her? I'm Not like, at no, first. No, no. Uh, I, 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 just, I watched. And then I took it and I, I, I put the little eyelash here. And, and you know, it might have resembled, resembled an extremely unpopular world leader at a certain oh, time. Oh, no. And, and she decides, good time to do like a little video. <laughs> So I'm sitting there with my little Hitler mustache. Angie's sitting there with one eyelash on. <laughs> We're drunk, and we do this video, and then we send it out into the world. We do. We do. And the thing Don't is, you can't, you can't. You can't take it back. You yeah. can't. You, you can't, can't take it back. You no. can't take it. It's mm-hmm. out there. It's right there. We'll find it. We, I'll find it. We, we got calls. We got calls, <laughs> girls. And we, lots of followers, too. Right. They were like, like oh, finally, I fine, see you. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. See, I see you. I see oh, you. I'm tearing oh, up. But, God. you know, the tower, you know, the executives here are like, really? <laughs> really? You two think this is funny on the day before you're launching a big Today special? Right. But, but actually, oh. we did actually think it was very funny. And it got worse when we got on air because the memory of it was so ridiculous that, you know, that laughter where you're we like, can't. I can't even you look can't. at you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at me. Like, we did that. We did that. We did we that, did that. Mm-hmm. and and my mother, who is a complete Luddite, and I do not know, I mean, like, I don't even think she understands where the internet is, you know what right. I mean? And uh, somehow, probably my brother, my mother said, Marla, what is this? Oh, no. Right? Like, just like, my mother found no humor in that whatsoever. <laughs> it was a great moment. It was fabulous. And I will it was never the best forget day. It. Yes. It was, it was a great, it was like, it wasn't too hot. Right. It was a nice it was breeze. Fall. I think it was in October. It was October. <laughs> oh. It was fun. The champagne was good. And it we was. were. 
It was it was so good and bad. We had fun. But, we and, had that, fun. and that's the moment you love. And we, you know, you being here with Mary and I, Marla is so awesome. You know, we love your designs. We each have a little something something on, yep. right? Oh, we yep. have matching necklaces. You do, yeah. We're matching today. So mm-hmm. it's great uh-huh. to have those those memories. But you know, your process when it comes to these great pieces, mm-hmm. I've been loving your stuff for so long. You know, Why? Bi- because I love the chunky pieces. I love. Me, I'm like a, a, a go a big and go home girl. Mm-hmm. So whether it's your bangle, it's a necklace, it's a jacket, it's the your pants, the sweaters. Yeah, yeah, I like this That's what the we're jacket about I earlier. have on. It's one like wowzer. Mm-hmm. You almost it doesn't matter what I have on the bottom or underneath. It's that one. I see that you just hit it, mm-hmm. and I said yeah. that on air today. Like I mean, I always have a uniform. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I look the same every day. Yeah, basically, Which is great. head mm-hmm. to toe. In in the sense that I always start with a column. And it's going to be a pair of pants that are comfortable because, Lord, I do not need to do that business right. anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to be comfy, and it needs to go up and down with my waistline, mm-hmm. which expands and contracts. <laughs> and I want to be comfortable, and I want to throw it in the machine, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I always want that one piece that I can literally throw on, whether it's like mm-hmm. this organza anorak that you're wearing right. mm-hmm. or a comfy, cozy sweater or a big bracelet. Whatever it is, to me, I have to keep it easy. My yeah. life is super busy. This is, I, I've always been this way. And I i do love to make a statement, but I don't want to have to think about it. Right. Much like right. how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out and it's usually big. Um, but I, I, I think that everybody should be able to kind of create their own look. And mm-hmm. you do that with these statement pieces and how you put them together. And I know, you know, and I do... I'm not the least expensive brand out there, but it's because I really do wear my clothes. Yes. You know, there are a lot mm-hmm. of designers who do not wear their clothes. Absolutely. They they use the proceeds from selling their clothes to buy other people's clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't buy other people's clothes, really. I love the clothes that we make, mm-hmm. and I live in them, and I am somebody who had a closet full of designer clothes, but at this stage of my life, I want comfort, ease, and, and an easy elegance. Yes. And yeah. that's what I try and do. And and the quality. You do the, feel the quality. You do. We were you really talking do. about this before uh, we came into the room, before you came and joined us. Your quality to me and to me, it's one of the, the best qualities we've ever seen yeah. here. I mean, ever, not just here, but, you know, it's the HSN podcast. But it is top notch. Thank you, you. I mean, what you do, every time I see you in the hallway, the airport, wherever we are, I'm <laughs> like, what are you wearing? I mean, I knew it was yours, but I'm, but she, she's not kidding. Yeah. You wear, I'll never forget you had a pair of gray. It looked like the soft, cozy cashmere sweatshirt type, um, short cropped wide leg pants with right. the matching sweater. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. I'm like, that's she, the travel outfit. It's mm-hmm. just, it was fly. Yeah. It was fresh. You could have put a hat or sneakers or boots. Or, it doesn't matter. You and, transform us. Well, I, I make things today, Valerie said to me, why'd you make that vest? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'll tell you the truth. I saw this vest in a fancy store and it was over two grand in cashmere. Oh, and no. I said, uh-uh-uh, mm-hmm. ain't happening. Nope. <laughs> and I what I have to do is I either have to like take a little photo or race to a to like a Starbucks uh-huh. and sketch things after I see them, right? When like two grand, I'm staying in the store, baby. Right. So, but I loved it. Yeah. So it's like, okay. This is fabulous and the price tag is ridiculous and I can do this. So I love bringing things that I really love, number one. Number two, ageless. Mm-hmm. I I do think I make clothes that are ageless, but they do fit a more 
it's a more mature fit. Okay. Right? Like as you get older, you wait, you'll see your waistline changes. I don't oh. care how many sit-ups you do. It just mm-hmm. look what you have to look Honey, mine's under construction now. Okay, okay. right? It's like, un- like, like, I don't care how many push-ups you do or how much yeah. you yeah. lift. You're right. Like, what is that? Where'd that come from? Yeah. It, it came from what you, my, <laughs> things formerly known as muscles. But as that estrogen breaks down, everything goes, like, yeah. your, your closest relationship's going to be with gravity. And I don't want to spend the rest of my, here's the truth. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life getting facelifts shooting Botox in my head, mm-hmm. running to the gym. I'm not that person. Right. I don't know how many more years I've got on this planet, but I will tell you what I will not be doing. Mm-hmm. I will not be wasting a lot of time, you know, making myself all perfect mm-hmm. and worrying about what I'm going to wear tomorrow. I'm going to be living my life, mm-hmm. not planning what I should wear while I'm doing it and not worrying about what, because I don't see what I look like. And if it bothers you, turn around. Right. Hello. You know, Hello. like yes. I, I just yeah. want to look nice. Uh-huh. But I want to be out there living my life because yes. TikTok, TikTok, mm-hmm. TikTok. And I I had those years. I say to my daughter all the time, don't waste the pretty. Mm, I like that. And I watch yeah, I like so that. many women as they get older try and hold on to yes. it. <laughs> and I'm like, really, what a waste of time. You yeah. could be with your children. You could be with your parents. You could be with your grandchildren. You could be reading a book. You could be walking through the park. You could be doing right. so many things. So... Instead, you're worrying about being what you used to be instead of what you can be. Right. Makes no mm-hmm. sense to me. I know you spent 20 years, 20 years. in Paris. Mary. So tell me, is that where you found your initial inspiration? Or would you say? No, I found my inspiration from my mom. My mother to this day, the woman will be 85 years old next month. Wow. God bless her. I have never seen her look bad. I have never seen. She rolls out of bed attractive. That's, go, mom. Fair. At eighty five. Go, mama Marla. Right. Yeah. She's always in a beautiful negligee. I don't think my father has ever seen her like be ugly, <laughs> like ever. I think that's why they've been married for so long. Um, but I, I would say that my real inspiration came from her. But my understanding of individuality and how you could create clothes that work. For for individuals did come from Paris. Mm. So we've talked about it. Here, everybody's got to get like the whatever's happening, like right. the newest, right. like, okay, so jeans that are frayed on the bottom are in, or that, right. so everybody's right. got frayed jeans and right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, whatever the thing is, everybody got to have it, that right? That and trend, all that stuff. Yeah. So Europe is kind of opposite of that. Europe is, I don't want what everybody has. Mm. They will pick very high end good pieces. Like you'll go, that's a pair of Gucci shoes, yeah. Right. Or, oh, that's a Chanel jacket. But it's one. One, right. But the way they'll put it together, we're not all, like, you know the hair thing that's in right now? This, like the like, beach waves? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. Like, it's not It's not a good look for everybody. Yeah. Bad yeah. news, True. girls out True. there. <laughs> you know, like, we each have a look. Yeah. And what they will do is instead of trying to be something you cannot be, mm-hmm. I find that European women embrace what they are. And that is why, whether they have a, I had a girlfriend, Claire, a nose like that. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, just like, uh, we would have, I would, every, every Jewish girl on the East Coast would have been to see her doctor right. already, right? You know, <laughs> by the way, me included. So, but Claire, no, what does Claire do? She does this fabulous way of doing her hair and these red, red lips and yeah. these fabulous, and you know what? 
an exquisite woman yeah. who's perfectly flawed. And I think that what European under, European women understand is, yeah, I'm I'm perfect for who I am. Now mm. let's build on that. Let's yes. not I don't have to look like everybody. I don't want to look there's certain little tells, right? Like right. there's the little Chloe bag or there's this. I mean, don't get me wrong, they do have their things. But for the most part, when you see a French woman in the airport, you know. You know, you know when you, know, you see you a European. Know. You do. You do. And it's not because they all look alike. No, not at all. Right. It's not because they all dress alike. Right. No. It's that they are, they, they distinguish themselves by their confidence, confidence. and self-acceptance. I agree. And posture. I oh, agree. I'm work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Mary, sit up. Move your chair in. No, no, they do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. French, French women, like I right. sit here and I'm like this. Yeah. French women somehow are like, Okay. Is it taught in school? Casual. Like, where do they learn yeah. that? Oh, honey, is it passed the school down? is, first of all, schools are very different there. Okay. Extremely different. The discipline is different. The way they think, the, all this creativity that we talk about here. No, they're like, no, you're going to learn this. You're going to memorize Proust. You're going to learn this. You're going to figure out. I mean, studying for the International Baccalaureate is tough. Mm. And you don't get a gold star because you showed up on Wednesday. Right. You either get your back or you don't. And it is mm. tough and it is rigorous. And I'll tell you, one of the problems we have in our country today is because we're not paying attention to educating our children. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> and in Europe, whether you're an Uber driver or an Uber businessman, all right. your kids can all go to the same school and get the same education. And that's an incredible thing. Nice. So, you know, the kids go through a very competitive process as children it's very rough we get it in university they get it they, in high school it's just the opposite university there is not oh, nearly gotcha. as challenging as it is i think here so they are disciplined from the get-go mm -hmm. um children kind of do what their parents say mm. families are very tight mm. like you are you know our weekends when we lived in europe was who's whose house are we having dinner at or whose house are we going to go spend the weekend in, whether it was ours or someone else's, but it was always as a family. Nice. Here there's this yes. great sort of familial di diaspora and we're, you know, kind of breaking apart here and there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and this, this right. business. Oh, text and games and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, man. so I think that Europeans from very early on, first of all, are very proud of their heritage. I mm -hmm. mean, certainly the French are incredibly proud. Um, Family means everything. Mm. When you are close to your family, I think you get more confidence in life. Yeah, I think you get more support in many ways. And for us, it was a, just a blessing in disguise because I ran away from family, which I have certain regrets about now because I'm so close to my family. But I made new family there. And the way they live, the way they dress, the way they do things is so individual and so unique. Mm -hmm. And I really encourage my customers to just sort of bring it back to that. Like, you don't need to buy all this stuff in the whole outfit. Buy the thing you love. Right. right. Yeah. Paint your own canvas, you know. I, if you buy my jewelry, you buy my stuff, that's great. But mostly what I want people to walk away with is this passion that I think Europe did give me for my individuality, for my, you know, like, okay, I've got flaws. So yeah. what? Right. So right. does everybody. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and and just live it. Yeah. And I find that there they work they 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 work to live and here we live to work. I mean yes. we, yes. we work like crazy people here. So we do. Yeah. We do. Speaking of your line, what must have Marlowin pieces would you recommend a woman have in her closet? Well, my drama kimono for sure. Drama kimono. Because okay. it, it there's nobody it doesn't look good on. Okay. Nobody. 
I mean, oh, age I is all shapes right? and sizes uh, uh, and heights yeah, and everything. Absolutely. These crepe pants I'm wearing. I love these, those. Those are the TS. I remember. Yeah. No, these aren't the TS, no, sweetie. These are the now, layers. they before? No, I've never done a TS on these. Which pants that That's the have? flatter fit. Oh, flatter mm -hmm. fit. Which, okay. by the way, I do TS after TS. They're great. But you're right. asking me my first oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love these. Mm -hmm. um, it took me two years to develop these. And I think they're a fantastic product because they're slimming. They're sort of that little Audrey Hepburn look. Yes. And they're really slimming and easy. I think you have to have a poplin blouse. Mm. Yes. Right? And I do a lot of those. You do. Mm -hmm. But if you were to say, what are my must-have pieces? I think my drama kimono is a must-have. I think one of my poplin blouses. I love these pants. I would have, the flatter fit certainly is in there. I'm trying to think. It's, my basics are really good well made yeah mm. and then you add over time the great toppers but mm -hmm. to me the top of the toppers is the drama kimono the drama. which i've been making since i got here and uh, but all of my toppers have a bit and you know the other thing is angie it's like what is the piece well i don't know what's your life like what's your shape like what's right you know i really am careful on air when i say oh this fits everybody because mm -hmm. guess what? It's a bit of BS that everything fits everybody. Right. right? So, right? Everything so true. I mean, you might be able to squeeze yourself into yeah. it. <laughs> or put but, it on. But, but that does not mean it fits. Right. right. And there are differences in body shapes. And I think as we get older, we shop our shape, not our size. I agree. And so you will hear me say, today I said that I had a sweater, which I know that if you're an apple-shaped woman, because it was a little bit of more of an inset and it was a sweater knit, and I didn't want to give her that fit where it's clinging to her. And I said, you know, if you're an apple shape, I want you to go up a size. And depending on how high your body torso is, if you're a pear-shaped woman, this is good, because it didn't have like the slits. The side, right. See, mm -hmm. whenever I have these side slits in something, it's great for a pear-shaped woman, an apple-shaped woman. I don't care right. what shape you are. Really, it does work. Now, you might not like it. Right. But when we talk about it's for everyone, I think sometimes we're indiscriminate about that. Mm -hmm. And I really try and make a point that not everything I make is for everybody. But in my show, in every collection, there is something for everyone. everyone. And then it's, exactly. a, it's a question of whether you like my vibe which is sort of fit on the bottom and flow on the top yes like if you're a body kind girl you have switched that channel <laughs> I, i'm not your girl yeah. i'm not your girl yeah. yeah you know that's your specialty maybe what's well, i can be your friend but i'm not oh, gonna make your clothes we still <laughs> want you to come over for dinner because you, you would be the life of the party what's something um new that everyone can expect maybe behind the scenes exclusive mm -hmm. new things coming out clothes wise Sure, anything else. Uh-oh, well, we'll start with clothes. <laughs> but then I, there's a nope, dot, there dot, dot. There's a pause. Uh, there's always new, new clothes coming out. There's, there's um, the business is really growing, so that's exciting, and they'll, um, and and I think you'll see some exciting things happening around that. Um, I am, I, I've had an offer to, to have a, a book done, um, wow. but I, they want me to write, this, I said, I don't have time to write a book. I mean, I'm sorry, that's that must not take happening. Years to like, do. I can't people, you know what? Some people sit down and right. not me. So then they said, well, can you just do the outline? And I'm like, no, no, I don't think I can. Like my plate is so full. Yeah. So I've been reading, trying to see if there's somebody that I could co-write this with. And everybody's like, get a ghostwriter. And I'm like, but that's where I think that that's not one of the things I like about myself. It's like, if right. I, I'm not going to have a ghostwriter. If somebody helps me write this, their name is going to go on the book because right. I didn't write it. Right. Like, why right. would I like, right. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find somebody to collaborate with. And I think I found one of my girlfriends who I, who has gone on an incredible sort of eat, pray, love journey. Ooh, I, I love think those. she would be, she went and lived girl. Like 
nice Jewish girl with a nice condo in Miami, sells everything and goes to Alaska uh -uh. and lives in a tent. Wow. For the whole summer. She sent me a picture of her bathroom in Alaska. It was a bucket with a toilet seat on it. And I went, honey, wow. what? you have evolved. <laughs> and what? you must be in deep love and right? having a really good time. I give to do that, to right? Like, honey, I don't know. But so that's exciting if I ever get my act together. Um, we're working on doing a little sort of, I, I love Red Table Talk. Yes. Oh, right? So I've joined with Leslie Jane Seymour, who's a former editor-in-chief of More Magazine, wow. and Lisa I Price. Oh, I know, gosh. I know. Um, it's me, Lisa, her, my friend Jamie, and we're going to start our own little Red Table Talk. We're going to start shooting in January. And what we want to do is we want to talk about all that stuff I'm not supposed to talk about ever right. on air. It's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. It's like people don't discuss that. Well, guess what? No one told me what menopause was going to be like before I got here. And excuse me. Right. Like, and there's stuff that happens. Yes. Or yes. what happens to marriage after 30 years and it gets a little boring. Yeah. How do you get, how, what, like, you know, mm -hmm. why, why, do, why do you think people cheat? Like, right. you know, and Those by the way, dealing with aging parents. Sure. You know, nobody, your parents don't sit around. Well, my parents did. And it's really my mom who's the inspiration of, so I don't know what I will do without her because she's inspired so much of my life. And I call my parents every day at the end of the day. And Leslie and I were talking about this little video talk show we want to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I want to do something on parents and aging and, and that role changing. And that night I was calling my mom to share it with her and I got really choked up and I realized that I didn't know how, I can't imagine how, mm -hmm. you know this, I didn't, I don't know how I will do it without her. Yeah. So I said to my mother, I have a problem and you're the only person I can think of to talk about it. I don't know what I'll do without you. And my mother, God love her, the same person who gave me a swat on my ass and said, get out there and go sell those sweaters, um, said to me, well, then we better start preparing you. Mm. And I said, huh? She said, well, first of all, stop calling me every day at the same hour. <laughs> because you know what? It's a habit. And you better break the habit because you're going to have to break the habit. How about that? Oh. And she said, you know, you you spend as much time with us as you possibly can. I have lived a good life. You have to understand when it's time for me to leave, I will leave mm. and I want you to be okay. So you start working on this because I'm going to leave you and you will be okay and you will get it together and basically go sell the sweaters. <laughs> so, wow. you know, that's yeah. what our show's gonna be like though. You know, we, I said, I, I want to do, I want to have an episode where we talk about having sick children, for example, because yeah. everybody thinks, oh my God, your kid had cancer, blah, blah, blah. I will also tell you, there were some incredibly funny moments in it where, you know, we'd be in Holland, we'd lived right across the street from a grocery store. And I, I would say to Jason as we're walking, and all the Dutch speak English, and I'd be walking through the grocery store and you could tell he, something was wrong. He was bald and gray. Mm -hmm. And I'd look at him and I'd just say, what do you want to throw up for dinner tonight? And he goes, well, I'm in the mood for, you know, like, Aww. like, it, it, and the truth is that oh, that in the worst of circumstances, in the saddest of moments, there's humor. But I feel like we are so politically incorrect in some ways in this country and so correct in others. And 
I got news for you. As your body changes, guess what? All sorts of things change. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's people who don't know that there are solutions for this that can change your life, change your marriage, change your sex life, ways of dealing with your children, ways of dealing with your own aging. Yes. When are we going to start saying, it's okay for me to be a 63-year-old woman? And yes, this is an age spot. And yes, my hands don't look as well as they did before. Right. But damn, don't I have something on the <laughs> You've inside? you got a to give, of course. So, so the show is really going to be about... It's time for us to quit apologizing for getting older. Yes. I'm bored with it. I make jokes about myself just because that's my sense of humor. But the fact of the matter is if I wasn't entirely comfortable with who I am and what I am, I could never make fun of myself because I would be entirely too insecure. And so we really want to talk about what's real. That's real stuff. Do you know where this might air, where people can see it? Uh, well, we'll film we'll, it we'll first. Fi- okay. <laughs> well, we'll follow you no, on social we're, media we're, we're, and I find think, out. I think it'll be Facebook and YouTube. Okay. Love it. Awesome. I mean, where Black else? Yeah. Where else yeah. would I put it? Hey, yeah. I like it. You are so cute. I know time is like flying out of here. I would yeah, love to keep you as long as you want to stay, but I know you have to leave. Well, this is so much fun. And <laughs> if, there's, if there's anything you... um. <laughs> need me not to say or, or re-say. I mean, we've laughed. We've, I've, I've teared, you know. Oh my we, God. But, but listen, isn't, isn't it great when three women can get together? We're very different ages. Older, next. Somewhere. Baby face. How, how old are you, sweetheart? 12? Yes. I just turned 28. Oh, shut up. I'm your week. mother. <laughs> no, I'm her mother. No, I'm her mother. Sydney will be 28 this year. Shut up. Shut up. Go away. You're fired. But but here's what's amazing. Here is what's amazing. When we don't try and be what we're not, Mm -hmm. when we don't try and put on airs, when we're our authentic self, when I have stretch marks that are as old as you are, um, the reality is that multiple generations can get together, laugh together, identify because what I'm talking about, you're seeing in your mother. What I'm yeah. talking about, you've experienced in your family. Right. You're starting, you know. Yeah, you're, things are You're happening. getting up there, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. still a baby. You're still a baby girl, but. but <laughs> right. But no, it's real. Yeah, I met that's you real. 10 years ago. You yeah. were a baby. Yeah. So I think what's really interesting is when we're our, th- our, our authentic selves, a lot of great things happen. We learn from one another. All great comedy, all great humor. What does it come from? Why do we laugh? Right. Mm. Either you're cruel and mean and you laugh at people, which is right. not the kind of humor I'm talking about, but true humor. Why do we laugh? Because we recognize the honesty mm. in someone true. saying something they're not supposed to say. True. Right. When people find me funny on TV, it's because I'll pull out a piece of fat and go, okay, this is fat. Yeah. <laughs> and and if I just wear this sweater, you don't see it. So it's ba- right. But, right. But, but it's That's funny. That's the real deal. But everyone's sitting at home going, oh, damn, I got one of those too. Maybe I should buy her sweater. So I, yeah. I, I do love this opportunity. I think what you're doing here is great. And I think it's it's so nice to be here and not be selling. Right. Yeah. Right? Because I think that people recognize what they need and want. Mm-hmm. And I'm so much more interested. If, if I could sit with every one of my customers, I would be fascinated to do it. Every single one of them I've met, mm-hmm. uh, there's a story in all of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. There yes. is an amazing story in all of us. I know your story. I'll get to know yeah. your story. Yeah. And I really appreciate you letting me share mine. Oh, we really, love really you. Nice. Marla Wynn on so the much. podcast. Thank you, Marla. 